the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. Tyson, welcome back to the show. Good to talk to you. Good talking to you. I'm excited about today's topic, actually. It's going to be a pretty cool one, I think. It's going to be pretty practical for people to use. Our topic today is lawyer video and using video, web video, and how you can explain your practice and teach people about what you do and and sort of inform people through video. And so that's what we're talking about today. Right. And I think at least my plan is is I'm going to tell people my process and how I do things. You do things a little bit differently. You do your own videos. You edit them, at least you you used to. And I'll I'll talk a little bit about mine. You want to go through just your process and how you do your videos? Sure. I think I'll even start with sort of how I got started in video. So That's probably a better um, starting point is, is how and why. Yeah. There's an attorney named Jerry Oginski out of New York, and he's one of the most successful medical malpractice lawyers in New York now. You probably can't come up with a more competitive set of search terms than New York City medical malpractice attorney. We know that you know a lot of the personal injury keywords are much more competitive when it comes to Google AdWords or for Google itself. And so uh, Jerry has shot, I know it's over a thousand videos. By now it's probably 13 or 1400 videos. And he's a real master. He offers a, a teaching course on how to do your own videos about why video is important. He's really good at editing and he uses multiple cameras and it's a pretty complex scenario. But I came across him a couple of years ago and I thought, well, I could do this, but probably on a much smaller scale. I wasn't about to go out and buy a bunch of cameras and heavy equipment and he shoots some of his in his backyard and sort of on location. And actually I was at a conference and I saw him, he was on the roof of the building shooting. It was actually pretty cool to watch him up there while he was shooting. And anyway, so he taught me that what you need to do with video is to educate your clients and to use content as a way to teach clients about their issues, about the questions that they have. And so What I started doing is I just started shooting videos to answer questions. And I'll get into sort of the logistics of how I answer questions on video, but I thought I'd let you share a little bit. Yeah, so I actually started getting into video. I'd been wanting to get into video for a while. Everyone was talking about it. 
and really everyone talks about and still don't do them. But then you started to talk about them to me and saying, saying that you were doing them and you showed me how easy it was. I remember the, the time when I was sitting in your office and we were talking about your videos and you just stood up, walked in your room, shot it, took out the card, put it in your computer and you edited it and had it up. It was probably less than eight minutes that you did it. It was very quick. That was from recording to, I think you even uploaded it. It was record to upload in less than eight minutes. I was very impressed in how quickly you did it. We got it down fast. I don't think it's eight minutes, but it's about a half hour. I can shoot the video and get it on the web in a half an hour. Well, the day you did it, you did it in less than eight minutes because it was super quick. Because I remember you doing it. It doesn't matter. Either way, it, it's very, very fast in how you do it. And you even had, you said, oh, I got a topic I wanted to talk about today. It took you, I think, a, two takes to do it. It was really quick. And it, you just answered a question that, that someone had. You had a question someone had and you answered it. And that's how I do it. I actually write down questions throughout the week. If I get a phone call, I'll write down the question and that'll be a, a, a video topic idea. And kind of the why I do it, it generates very good results for both you and me. There's a filtering process for clients. You didn't really talk about this, but you can tell in your videos what a bad case is, what a good case is. And it filters out bad phone calls. It tells you what good phone calls are. I'll give you a prime example. I think I talked about this in another podcast that we had, but I had this video on the pay-to-play statute and other attorneys have been turning down valuable cases because they don't understand the pay-to-play statute. And I explained that statute in a video and I've gotten multiple clients from that now just because I'm educating the clients on what a good case is. And so it's a very, very valuable thing, not just from a marketing standpoint, but from a filtering standpoint when it comes to them actually calling your office. I think that's a good point along with the filtering also is the repetition. So, you know, if you know, some of my early videos were things I got frankly tired of answering for people. So what I did was, is I would just create a hyperlink. And if they asked me like one thing, one kind of immigration issue that comes up for a lot of people that is never going to result in me hiring these people as clients or, you know, making revenue off them is, you know, I'm overseas and I want to come to the United States. How do I do it? Well, I was answering that question at least once a week. And I don't know if you remember our friend, Monica, Brewer, but she had, yeah. she would have these contacts from overseas and they would always want to know, Ms. Monica, how do I stay in the United States? So she would email them to me and then I would have to, you know, write out this long explanation as to how you can come and stay in the United States. I shot one video and now whenever anyone does it, I just send them that link and I, and I'm off the hook as far as answering it. And so I think that you can also do a lot of witness or client preparation, you know, getting people ready for meeting with you. I think there's definitely some self-selection that goes along with that. But I also just as an advocate want to say that, you know, you get to, you really streamline the process and not have to repeat yourself over and over. That's actually a good point. I'll actually, I'm going to add on to that because once you have your video system set up, you can do it for multiple things. I use the videos and it's funny because I always steal things from you and then I ramp it up a little bit is, is what I try to do. So I use the videos now where in the first, like they get video sequences in each, each phase of a case. So whenever you first sign up a personal injury case with me, you get the first seven days, you get a video each day explaining the process. And so it, it reduces those questions throughout. It also increases those touches with the client. So they feel like you're doing work. You're explaining things to them. They're getting these constant touches from you. So they feel very, very like they're involved in the case. It's great. But another thing I, that I've done is I created training modules for employees. So whenever I onboard them with my firm, they go through a series of videos, answering the phone, filling out or requesting medical records, whatever it is, there's a sequence of videos. And so 
once you have your system up, you can do it for a variety of things. Yeah. And I think, you know, using video internally is a good thing and probably another topic that we can cover. Our friend Gary Berger, he's really good about, I know he has a series of videos that he has his clients watch before they sit for their deposition. So I know that, you know, again, that's not Gary sitting across from them at a table telling them all the things they need to know about going into a deposition. So I think that's also a, a practical way that you can use the video. Yeah, will you will you talk about your process for doing videos and then I'll talk about my process. That way we can kind of juxtapose how they're a little bit different. Sure. So one thing to keep in mind is sort of how do you get set up? And, you know, you could spend thousands and thousands of dollars. But basically what I did is I went on Amazon and I bought a green screen with a, a big green cloth with a thing to hold it. I bought a tripod. I bought a, not a flip camera, but a, a Kodak ZI-8, which is, you know, 150 bucks, 200 bucks. I could probably get something a little bit nicer, but it's easy because it has a USB and I can just plug it right into my computer. And then I have the tripod and a microphone. So the microphone is just a, a wired mic that plugs into this pretty basic camera. It shoots in 1080p, so that makes it nice. It looks good on the, on the web. So I have this separate room in our office. It was an old closet that I turned into my quote unquote studio. And I can just go down there when the topic interests me and I have something I want to shoot and I can do it all myself. I, oh, I have a set of three lights and my buddy Alan Davidson came and helped me set up the lights and sort of angle things the right way. He's in the production business and he was able to help me get all set up so my lighting is right because you don't want to use the natural light from a room because it'll make you green or some other weird color. Jerry O'Jensen's book, he tells you about how to set up. So if, if people want to buy his book, I mean, they can. It, it gives you a better idea on how to set things up. There's also a bunch of free YouTube videos on how to actually set up your lighting and everything. So I just want to point that part out. Yeah, and so now when I want to shoot a topic, I'll just put on my coat and tie so I have my lawyer costume on. And I check myself in the mirror and I go in, I shoot my video and then I grab it. Uh, I usually don't do edits. I do a one take shot. And what I do is I just basically answer questions. And like you said, I keep, I keep notes on things that people ask me, things that keep coming up. Cause obviously if people want to know about something, there's probably someone else who has the same question. So I go, I shoot it, and if I make a mistake, I usually just stop and start over again. And I can usually get it in two or three takes. And it's funny, the more often I do it, the, the less takes it, it takes. So if I'm doing video every day or every other day, I get into a better rhythm than if I do it once a week. And so after I shoot the video, then I plug my camera into my PC. I edit it on Adobe um, Premiere Pro. I have sort of some templates set up with the firm logo which overlays on the green screen and I have a little runner bar on the bottom with my website and phone number. I taught myself how to use Premiere Pro to edit it by watching YouTube videos, how to work the green screen and edit things. And then once I'm done, I export it and then I upload it to YouTube. And then there's a service called rev.com that I have set up. So once I upload it to YouTube, then rev pushes out a transcript in about 20 minutes and then I I copy the transcript into the my WordPress site, my hacking law practice site. I link the video to it. And like I said, I can get the whole thing done in about a half an hour. I think that you do a little more, you have a little more hands-on when it comes to editing than I do. I don't do any editing myself. So I'll, I guess I'll go through my process. But first, you touched on the price. Cost of setup is less than 500 bucks, right? I mean, I think that you could do cheaper than that. I think my setup is probably around $800. Do 
Do you know what you're setting? I think around $600. I don't even use some of the equipment I originally bought. I I bought the green screen like you. Now I just use the the brick wall in my office. But I have four lights. Do you have a shadow light that goes behind you? It's on the side on an angle. Okay. So I've got the three lights in front of me. And then one's a boom light. And then I've got the the shadow light that's behind me. Um, You got to make sure you get a microphone. Because don't just rely on the camera microphone. Those are crap. I got my. I went to Micro Center and got my camera. I looked forever, and I tried to get one like yours. I I looked at so many cameras, and I think I wasted so much time looking for cameras. But I think just go somewhere and just buy one. Just make sure it's got a microphone jack, and you'll be just fine. And make sure it's got the 1080p because you want to have that good quality. You can get some pretty cheap cheap cameras these days. But now I just got on one of my walls. I've got it painted green for the green screen, which I, I rarely use anymore. And then I use the the brick background and it's it's but it's very easy to, and cheap to set up you don't need a green screen but the green screen is not that much anyways i think people would be pretty surprised with, if they go to amazon to see how cheap the equipment is the most expensive part is the microphone and the, the camera by far the reason why i don't use the green screen in my office that much is because for some reason it throws off the whenever i try to focus it so if i don't stand in front of it it throws the focus off of it, so I need someone there to, to focus it for me. And I don't know why it does that, but and so I just use the the brick as the background now. I think it's just your face breaking cameras. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's what it is. And so I just have an idea, and I usually do them in bulk. I usually do four or five at a time. I'll try to do more if I've got a list of them, but and I, I don't do too many because you don't want to have the exact suit match up on every single video. So you don't have the suit tie shirt combo. So I stand up, I shoot a question, I then take the SD card out. So you you actually plug your computer or your uh, camera up to the computer. I take the SD card out, stick it in my Mac. I upload it to Google Drive. I have someone, uh, his name's Nadish, he pulls it off of Google Drive, he edits it. He then hands it off to my virtual assistant, Gino. Gino transcribes it. Gino then lets Katie, my other virtual assistant, know that those are both done. And it sounds very complicated. It's actually very easy. It's very streamlined. So Katie then will take it and upload it to Facebook or YouTube or my website and put the content. The reason why we both have them transcribed is because we have that content below the video for SEO purposes. Um, and then it's done. It's very easy. It's a very streamlined process. And that, that whole process for one video cost me, I don't know, five bucks maybe. It's really, really cheap. Because I use Upwork quite a bit for a lot of my stuff. I use Upwork a lot more than you do. Do you even use Upwork? Sometimes. Sometimes. So I, I mean, I use it consistently. I use it a lot more. So it's a it's an easy process. So whether you do it your way or my way, it's it's easy and cheap. So what kind of results have you seen from your videos? What what anecdotal or statistical evidence have you come up with off your videos? Well, I was actually while you were talking, I was going to pull up my YouTube page and tell you my views and my statistics. Do you have yours in front of you? I uh, know, but you know, one of the things I was just going to say, it's funny that, you know, with your YouTube videos, you, you never know what's going to strike a chord with people. You never know what's going to be popular or often viewed. That is very, very true. It's it's shocking sometimes. I, I know it's really early on. Once I the, Whenever I did the videos, we were doing, we were launching a video a day where it was like, it was on Facebook and everyone was seeing it. But I, I went from people, you know, when you go to the courthouse, I love telling the story because you go to this courthouse and... Everyone seems to know each other, but you don't really know their name. I went from like saying like people, I say, hey, how's it going? People say, hey, Tyson, how's it going? People that I know didn't know my name before. They knew my name. I had judges say my name. I knew didn't know my name. I know that seems like such a small thing, but it's a really big thing. 
because people then knew who I was. I was getting these free commercials. They were basically just free commercials on Facebook where everyone was knowing me. But from that, that's just from people knowing me standpoint. But from a business standpoint, I can tell you my business has exploded. And it's the primary reason is from video, by far video. And I've also seen a huge uptick in attorney referrals since this. And I think that's just from people getting to know me. And that's it. It's, it's, it's been pretty incredible. My statistics just in the, let's see, last week, I've had 412 minutes watched, which is, I don't know what it is compared to yours. It's quite a bit. Do, do you have your minutes watched for the last week? 6,651. So you're way higher than mine. Oh my gosh. You're killing me. When it, that pisses me off. How many subscribers do you have? I have 18. Oh. What do you have? 553. Oh my gosh. How do you have so many subscribers? You know, that's interesting. One of the things I started doing is encouraging people to subscribe at the uh, end of the video. I don't know if you do that. That's been helpful. I don't. Okay. That's a good one. How many videos do you have? How many total videos? I think about 140. Okay. I have 177. Yeah. See? Man, that pisses me off. Your videos have been going for longer though. Yeah. I'll, I'll use that excuse. I'm going to use that excuse. That ticks me off. Now, now I've got something to motivate me. But you, you raised a good point, and it's something that you just said. And I think that the great thing about video and where its true value comes from is that people getting to know you, they can tell by your voice, by the tenor of your voice. They can tell what kind of person you are. They can see you. Like someone someone commented on my one of my YouTube videos the other day. They just said, I can really see that you're passionate about it. And, you know, so I think people really get to know you. You know, certainly when you meet with clients – I think there's a little bit of a star factor where those who've watched a lot of your videos really sort of get into it. And, and I think it really gives them the chance to connect with you in a way that just doesn't happen with the written word. Absolutely. And here's the thing. Even though your numbers are substantially higher than mine, which really aggravates me. So I've had people have consumed 412 minutes of my content in just one week. I mean, while you're, while you're sleeping, while I'm sleeping, right? You've had 6,000 something, which is incredible to me. That's, if that's what you're asking. That's minutes. minutes. Yeah. Minutes. Yeah. That's fantastic. That, that's in one week while we're sleeping. People are watching our stuff and it's, it's great. And I'm actually looking at my top, my top questions. The number one, one, what's your number one? I know what it is for sure because it's visit visas to the United States. Like what do I need to do to get a visit visa? That just had, that had 465 views this week. And it's my, it's, it's probably 35% of my content on, or 35% of my views. So mine is 36% of my views, 45% of my minutes watched. It's what to do if you have a warrant for your arrest, which is, it's very, very well watched. Unfortunately, personal injury is my main practice area. So that's, that's a problem for me from that standpoint. But I do, my third one is personal injury. So I, I do have quite a, a lot of mine are personal injury related. So it's, we have so many though, we, it kind of definitely splits the percentages, but the, for both of ours, our number one video, that's a really high percentage for the number of videos that we have out there. That's quite incredible. That's 80, 20, 80, 20, 80, 20. You yep. Know? Absolutely. I'm going to have to catch up with you now. Now I'm just going to start launching a whole bunch more. It's fine, dude. You can try. Try to keep up. How much time we got? What are we on? I think we're good. I think we're ready for our hack and our tip. Okay. Well, you sort of teased my tip, the Tyson's tip of the week. And it's, you don't know that you teased it, but you did. It's the Secrets of Lawyer Video Marketing by Jerry Ojinski. And actually the full name of the video or a book is Secrets of Lawyer Video Marketing in the Age of YouTube. If you don't know how to do video, he tells you how to do everything. And as a side note, honestly, I've shot videos with my phone and it's just fine. So I, I do both. 
and you can if you've got an iPhone or some sort of Samsung phone with a nice camera, you can do you can do it with what you have on hand. You really don't need all this equipment, but it's worth the equipment. I definitely think so. But um, Jerry Ajinsky walks you through everything: lighting, what to do, what not to do, and everything. So that's my my tip. Yeah, and that reminds me that one of the things you were saying earlier about how you spent way 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 too much time looking for a camera. I think that we can make this really complicated and really hard and want it to be Hollywood quality level. But I think that's really just a way of procrastination and keeping us from taking the risk of putting our videos out there. And along that line, what you just said is I, I did shoot my first video ever with my phone this week or last week. I did a testimonial. I, I had a client in front of me who was so freaking happy about me helping bring his wife to Japan. I said, I got to shoot this. So I shot it and edited it real quick and put it on YouTube and it's gotten a lot of good views and good feedback. So, you know, do you use video for testimonials? You know, I've wanted to, I always, here's, this is really sad to admit, but I always chicken out at the last second asking them for a video testimonial and they're, they're more than happy. People are more than happy to give me reviews. I get plenty of reviews online and I don't know why I always chicken out, but I always do. I was, I rarely forget to do it. I just chicken out to do it. So you should try. I know I you should. should try. Yeah. But I mean, probably your DUI clients and child molester clients don't want to be on video, but right. And I wouldn't do it's, it's funny. I would never ask them to do it. And if I, if I did, I would, and I've never done a child molestation case for the record. That was a joke. I know it was. But if I did ask them to do a review, they wouldn't mention what the type of case was. But I, I, I think part of it is with personal injury clients, it's a very intimate setting. So a lot of times whenever we're, we're doing the settlement checks and, and signing their releases and stuff, it's an uncomfortable feeling. That's why I don't do it. I don't, I don't want to feel like that ambulance chaser type of lawyer. So then maybe that's part of it. But I'm, I'm just coming with excuses at this point. I just need to do it. And I don't. I think they're helpful. And I think it's another way that people can sort of say, well, that person's sort of like me. And you know, they have similar situations to me and they, you know, I think whenever you have a testimonial that sort of addresses the concerns that the people have, I think that really helps. Well, I've got a settlement conference or a uh, wrongful death settlement next Wednesday, and I will do it after that case because the client really does love me. So I'll, I'll, I'll do it then. Okay. That's my commitment. I'll, for the next, next podcast, I'll, I'll make sure that I confirm that I've met my goal for next week. Cool. So I also have a video related hack and that's YouTube guy that I really like and follow. He has a lot of free content that's really instructive. His name's Owen Hemseth and he's at videospot.com. And so he has a little mini course that you can watch. Interestingly, he teaches you how to use YouTube through YouTube. So I think he's really on top of things. A lot of good practical tips. So uh, check that out at videospot.com. It's a good one. All right, brother. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. See you, everybody. Later. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. The Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, more content. go to MaximumLawyer.com. MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time. Bye.